Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And we're back. We took a little bit of a hiatus to regroup, rest up, and we're back. We are so excited to talk about all of the wonderful housing news um, that has come up since we've been gone and that is currently trending. So it's the summertime. People are swimming. They are. They are indeed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love swimming in a pool just as much as the next person, but I would never think that that would count as showering. However, oh. some people, it seems, believe that you don't have to shower after going in the pool. Um this what I want to know, sorry, but what I really want to know is, is this going in your personal pool or a public swimming pool? Because that's a whole other cha-cha. Well, okay. So obviously we are realtor.com. We talk about houses. So this could pertain to a personal pool. Even if it is your personal pool, though, I don't think that counts as, as showering. That's still right. like chemicals and like it's outside. There's no soap. I'm, and like you're in your juice, like other people's juices that have been in your pool. Falling now. Right. There's still, yeah, your friends, your family, your little babies. Like, I don't know. Eric, how do you feel about this? I, uh,. I want to say hi, Ed. I have a friend that does this. Really? <laughs> <laughs> like on the weekend, taking a swim counts as a shower. Or... In a pool, <gasps> not like a river. No, his pool in, a, in his backyard. Okay. Oh, Ed. Does he think this, because does he think that the chemicals sanitize? I don't or... know that he gives it that much deep thought. I think, <laughs> I think it's just that he doesn't really want to take a shower and the, the pool counts. That, oh that's kind of God. his logic there. I don't, like I say, it's not a lot of deep thought, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, and he's bald, so there's not, a sh- there's no shampoo factor. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh... So he doesn't soap up in any no, other way. No, he just no, takes no. a dip and... He just takes a dip and that's his, that's his uh, shower. Does, do you know, this is kind of getting into the weeds, but do you know if he uses the chemicals that don't smell like chemicals that are just like more... Like the salt water cleaning? Um, well, no, I mean, I've been in his pool plenty of times. Does it uh, smell like a pool? Yeah, it's just like a pool. It's whatever the standard pool cleaning. I mean, it's not like doesn't smell like overly chlorine or anything like that. You know, this is really off topic, but um, I had read last summer, I believe, that the more a pool smells like chlorine, the more it's being activated Oh, I've heard that to do too. its thing. So, like, if a pool smells a lot like chlorine, that means it's there's some disgusting stuff in there. Mm. I've heard that too. That should we should do um, an according to science about that. Oh, good idea. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, I do have a friend that does this, and I I myself would not partake in that. I like to take a shower every day. I know TMI. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I would not do that, but I don't get mad at him for deciding that that's his kind of bathing for the day mm-hmm. i mean well this is a trending story on buzzfeed this week because there were many people coming out saying that swimming counts as a shower or a bath um, they were calling and... it a summer bath which yeah. like no yeah well i mean someone posted this graphic and it says during the school year bath equals bath during the summer pool equals bath lake equals bath sprinklers equal bath ocean equals bath wet wipes equal bath Squirt guns equal bath. Huh. 
That well, is not true. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I guess, I mean, when and when you're saying that about like the river, the lake, maybe you are, are camping. Are you guys okay with counting that as your bath or shower? If, if that's if the only thing that you have access to, then sure. Right. Okay. But okay. I can tell you that any day I spend on the river, in a lake, or in the ocean, the first thing I do when I get home is jump in the shower. Thank you. Me too. I did not know this was such a divisive uh, issue, but. Well, I think anything where somebody tries to tell you, you know, about your hygiene habits, you know, some some people are, like I say, are a little more footloose or fancy free with their kind of, you know, their regimen. Maybe in the summertime, they're a little more open. And let me tell you, people on the subway are very footloose and fancy free. Really. You can um, smell all that fancy freeness on the subway. <laughs> Did we say this in the beginning? Maybe not because I might have gotten very excited to talk about this. But according to the CDC study, 51% of Americans surveyed admitted to using swimming as an alternative to bathing. That's a yeah. shocking number to me. Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's it, a lot. I, it is a lot. But, I mean, maybe we are insulated from people that – consider this like a normal well i mean i guess you know somebody so. i do but i mean yeah look, ed look, he's a character love that guy <laughs> love but, ed. Uh, but uh yeah i maybe i maybe we're just insulated and we're living in some sort of bubble where we think a shower is mandatory and who knows yeah maybe. i also don't have a pool to myself so. yeah neither do i so maybe if i'm no, that I fancy right i can't put myself in that position but if I were to walk a mile in someone else's shoes, then maybe. <laughs> someone else's slippers. Yes. <laughs> walk a mile in someone else's slippers. Um, speaking of someone who wanted to walk a mile in Channing Tatum's house. Um, <laughs> the, I, love, uh, I love your transitions. <laughs> the uh, A-lister celeb actor Channing Tatum uh, had a squatter in his house. Recently, um, TMZ reported over the holiday weekend that um, a woman had stayed in Channing Tatum's house for 10 days uh, and he has filed a restraining order against her, um, an order of protection for his wife and his daughter. And he tried to get it for his two assistants, um, but... The judge apparently said the assistants were on their own. Basically what happened was this woman stayed in one of Channing's houses, his his Hollywood Hills um, home, for 10 days. Uh, she was discovered by one of Channing's assistants. And the woman made a, a citizen's arrest and waited for the cops to come. Cops finally came and um, took her into custody and I guess Channing actually knew who this woman was. I guess she had maybe stalked him or um, tried to get in contact with him before. And I guess she's like mentally unwell or, or he believes that she is not, quote unquote, not in her right mind. So it's kind of a weird, sad situation. Well, first of all, when you put this story on the list and you called it Channing Tatum's squatter, I thought you were talking about a squatty potty. Oh. So, <laughs> this story took a very different turn from what I was expecting. Channing Tatum is the squatty potty spokesman. Um, no, yeah, it's it's a real life of a human squatter. In any case, Channing got the squatter out. 
Eric, do you have anything to say about this? Yeah, no, I haven't had any experience with squatters or squatters' <laughs> rights. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it sounds, sadly, to be like uh, Channing himself said, the work of a, a di- mentally a, a disturbed individual. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, this poor woman. I know. It's who knows if she thought that they had met before, or if he, if he had given her permission to come. I mean. Well, it says she broke in, so I'm not sure that he gave her permission. But <laughs> That's true, yeah. Here's, here's the angle, though. Celebrities would be more susceptible to this because they are gone for long stretches of time. Mm-hmm. Right. And they may own multiple residences, so they would be more susceptible to somebody just coming in and making themselves at home than you right. or I who come home every day. I mean, it's not really an opportunity. It's kind of the same thing as, like, the celeb burglaries, too. Like, you're seeing all mm-hmm. these celebs being burgled because they're right. out of their homes a lot of the – for for long periods of time throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And this one um, was vacant also. So. Oh, was it? The, yeah. the it was chaining, vacent, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what TMZ says. Okay, so. yeah. So, yeah, again, it's – it. It, you know, it's uh, great when you have a lot of money and you're famous and you have – you can – afford to buy multiple homes but then there's also the upkeep that's involved with that mm-hmm. and making making sure that your homes are being managed properly so that people like this don't just come onto your property and right it's like how often how often do you need someone to come and manage the property too because she was there for 10 days and the it, an assistant discovered her so right. well and the other the other part of this too is that celebrities usually you know via social media or whatever you can kind of judge where they are if they're on location or if they are, you know, around the house or right. at home. So it's a it's a good way for somebody that has kind of nefarious plans to just take advantage of that. Right. If the if the celeb is very active on social, wasn't yeah. that like some of the critique that Kim Kardashian was getting um, when she was kidnapped in Paris when she was held? Um, that, that like, oh, you're on social media too much. Like, people know your whereabouts and you need to be more private. Like, I mean, I do, I do not agree with that criticism at it all. It sounds vaguely familiar. It sounds vaguely familiar, but wasn't that whole thing kind of a ruse anyway? I don't, I don't remember. I just remember there was a lot of discussion of whether it was phony that she was actually robbed. Yeah, but it's definitely, like, worth – it's definitely worth noting that, like, yeah, if you're going to broadcast your life on social media, like, people – and and you're – people care about what you're doing like they're gonna know they're gonna know that you're not in your house um speaking of kim kardashian look at this other segue (laughs) that one's pretty good this one this one works this one works this one isn't a stretch um so kanye west is uh supposedly building so we've known for a while that he has a plan to build affordable homes um for low-income uh individuals and Uh, He recently told a reporter from Forbes in his Forbes cover story that he wants to build homes that look like they were from Star Wars. Um, He actually gave this reporter a tour of one of the prototypes. So we can only assume that it's something that you could go inside. It's life size. Of course, we don't have any photos yet. This is all just Kanye talking about it in the interview um, with the Forbes reporter. Uh, but what do we think the Kanye Star Wars inspired housing is going to look like? 
Um, I'm deferring to Eric here <laughs> to talk about Star Wars. Yeah, Star I, Wars I, fanatic, I, Eric. I, no, no, I'm far from a Star Wars fanatic. I, I mean, I remember the the, the original movies. Uh, I'm guessing maybe something like in the first one mm-hmm. where Luke Skywalker is on Tatooine, his mm-hmm. home planet. I don't know. Natalie, I mean, are you a Star Wars fan? I've seen all of the ones that are existent, uh, but oh, I, wow. I I don't recall what it, they look. I mean, I saw them. I saw the first one that ever came out a long time ago. So is this just going to be from the mind of Kanye then? I I'm like, guessing if yes. Star Wars had but a housing I mean, market. This is what it would look like, right? It, Kanye's it, interpretation of the Star Wars. If you guys, you know, you remember the story we ran last year about Kanye's aesthetic, aesthetic and his home that he had designed also in Calabasas and, you know, about how he loves that kind of just that gray, brown, kind of just really beigey. Minimalist. Minimalist. Like yeah. plaster, plaster looking. Right. So, I mean, that's, I'm guessing you could take the interiors of his Calabasas mansion and scale them down and you'd probably have what he's envisioning for low-income people. I have a question. This says, inspired by Luke Skywalker's childhood home, Wes has been working with a team to design prefabricated, oh my God, prefabricated structures that sport the same austere aesthetic with the goal of deploying them as low-income housing units. What was Luke Skywalker's childhood home? Well, I mean... It was the Tatooine. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know if that was his childhood home. I know that's where his Aunt Beru and... The uncle, I can't remember what it is. Uncle, uncle Owen. Ben. What did it look like? Uncle Uncle, 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 uncle Alan? Uncle Owen. Oh. <laughs> Owen. Yeah. Owen. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, they lived in kind of, yeah, it was, it almost looks like an igloo from what I remember. It look, it's just like a dome, it's like a dome, but it's well, out in the middle this, of the sandy um, desert. Rendering looks like. Yeah, so the, the, that, that's what I'm thinking, is that it's the one from the 1977, the first Star Wars what Luke lived in with his aunt and uncle on Tatooine. And it was, that was a very austere, kind of just beige, boring dome. Where are you going? Looks like I'm going nowhere. I have to go finish cleaning those droids. Oh, and he can't stay here forever. Most of his friends have gone. It means so much to him. I'll make it up to him next year. I promise. <laughs> Luke's just not a farmer, Owen. He has too much of his father in him. That's what I'm afraid of. And I, again, this could just be Kanye being Kanye and kind of just speaking off the cuff and saying, I want to do this, I want to do that. And who knows whether Kanye? it'll ever come to fruition. Never. We, every week we like to look at whatever the most expensive new home to come on the market is. And this week, or this past Thursday... Fourth of July weekend. It was this compound. Is well, it's called now. It's actually called a retreat. It's in Colorado. It's called Castile Creek Retreat. It's a 439 acre compound, and it's on the market for 78 million dollars. It just landed, like I say, on the market within the past week or so, and it is huge and something else. It has every amenity you could ever want. It has a climbing wall inside. 12 snowmobiles and a snowplow and uh, Wild West themed apartments for your guests. They've turned it into a place where you would have, where a corporation would buy this or, you know, somebody would buy it as a, as a retreat. It's not, 
this is more than a single family home. I mean, you, I guess you could have it be a single family home, but it's it's huge. I mean, there's a twenty five thousand square foot recreation center, a fi- with a five story climbing wall, a spa, a pool, an indoor arena. Um, so it was a ranch when the current owners bought it, and they added, like I said, this entertainment arena onto it, and they added some other buildings. So now, like I say, it's being marketed as a retreat. So okay, uh, I mean, I could see like a Facebook, a Google coming yeah, it, in. Yeah, some some big oil company, something you know, and then you have this retreat in Colorado at the ready to you know entertain clients, and it's right near Vail. So you you know take them skiing. It's probably lovely in the summertime. I mean, it's lovely in the summertime, but then also lovely in the wintertime. This home itself, I think the main home has eight bedrooms. There's an elevator. It has all the, you know, kind of amenities or features you'd expect a luxury home to have: theater, pool, hot tub, mm-hmm. the whole bit, and ice cream parlor. There's an ice cream parlor. Yeah, in case you really like ice cream. Just in case Cold Stone is too far away, you oh, can it, just. Oh, it, it is. It is. This is up in the mountains. Out, out oh. The... Okay. And it's a 439 acre spread, so you figure you're pretty insulated from your neighbors. Is there a helipad? Oh, yeah. A couple, I think. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is, like, very Oh, so, oh I'm sorry. It's the, 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 yeah, we, we spoke to the agent. There's several helipads on the property. So Why is that even necessary? Well, if you were having, you know, a, a fleet of people come in, they could Multiple all, guests at the same time? If yeah. It, if, if, if it was a corporate retreat, uh, you guys all meet in... City X, okay. I don't know, Denver. So let's Boulder. say we're let's say Realtor.com is going on a retreat. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> to, to the Castile Creek. To the Castile <laughs> Castle or the Castile Creek. Rachel and Eric are taking their helicopter. Right. I'm taking my why, helicopter. Why do we have to share one? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's Rachel, several helicopters. Rachel there. takes her <laughs> helicopter. Eric takes his helicopter. I take my helicopter. We all can land at the same time. Get to the chopper! Right, and we can all just exit our helicopters together and, you know, walk across the tarmac. It seems really practical Yeah, when you put it that way. When you have that much money, it's (laughs) so practical. Yeah, so anyway, it's it's $78 million, Natalie, if you have the extra cash laying around. (laughs) You know I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of places in this 70 to $80 million price range in Southern California, and they are nowhere near as big or as grand as this place. So if somebody is looking to spend that much money, I think you kind of get a lot of bang for your buck in mm. Vail or Edwards, Colorado, which is right near Vail. So you're saying in your professional uh <laughs> celeb real estate opinion let's not go professional let's not say pro- the word profe- i'm not a professional in your in, as a yes, as a are. celebrity real estate expert <laughs> you would say that this is a good this I, is a yeah, good deal yeah i mean <laughs> not your, a money, deal. your money stretches further here than it does in southern california <laughs> you're still I mean, be paying a, a significant chunk of change however. oh yeah yeah of course Let us move right along to winners and losers. Ready, guys? Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm especially excited for you to talk about the uh, the loser. 
this week. I might need some help, Eric. I might need some help pronouncing her last name. Um, so let's jump into our loser first. Uh, oh, let me let me explain just for any new <laughs> listeners that we may have. Um, <laughs> Winners and Losers is our segment at the end of the show where we talk about celebrities and the houses that they buy and sell and rent. Uh, we give we we discuss one loser and one winner for the week, and these are people who may have made a great deal or who may have lost some cash. So our loser is going to be Mariah Carey's ex manager Stella Bolaknikov. This is the most random loser. For you to pick out. It is, but it isn't. The reason why she's our loser is because she cut the price of um, her Calabasas mansion that she's selling. She put on the market for $4.9 million a year ago, had no takers, um, and now has cut it to $4.29 million. Um, If she gets that price, what? Why do we care about Mariah Carey's (laughs) (laughs) ex-manager? Okay, that's true. You've got um, the goss, so tell us. So the reason why we are discussing Mariah Carey's <laughs> ex-manager. Um, There's layers to this story. Layers. It's like an onion. Uh, so she was her manager when Mariah filmed her eight-part series, uh, Mariah's World, on E! Um, and that was just following her during her Sweet Sweet Fantasy Tour in 2016. I did not watch Mariah's World. Eric, did you watch Mariah's World? No, I can't uh, say. You were I nodding have that emphatically. Pleasure. No, no. I mean, I'm. I like Natalie's storytelling. That's what I'm <laughs> nodding about. I, I don't. I've never seen the show. Yeah. Well, but I, I believe that there is something that you probably saw um, that yes. Stella was connected to Mariah um, at the time. Do, do you remember Mariah's infamous New Year's Eve live performance? That um, I, I do remember yes. that. Yes. That went horribly, horribly wrong. Yes. yes. Uh, tea. Just all lip, the tea. Lip syncing. And then, yeah, not, not being able to hear the earpiece. Mm-hmm. And A lot of excuses. Stops and starts. Stops and starts. Awkward walking. Yeah, it was... Anyway, Stella was with Mariah during the time of that fiasco. Mm. Um, so they are in; they were in a bit of a tussle between the two of them. I mean, financial. Stella was claiming that Mariah owed her some money that for management fees, and I know that there was some. I, there was a lawsuit, and even though it was settled, I think Stella was still upset. Yeah. At the, the terms of the settlement. And there's the mm. claim that she's actually selling this place because Mariah owes her yeah, that money. We heard from a, a source. We have some off-the-record information come through, and Stella is not selling her home because she is owed management fees. She's selling her home because her two daughters will be attending prestigious schools on the west side, and Calabasas is a far commute from the schools. She slashed, okay. the, she slashed the price of the home in hopes of selling 
before the new school uh, before the new school year begins. So it's a good story. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. So there you go. No matter the reason, um, she has cut the price. So that's why she's our loser. And uh, hopefully she gets her price because she paid $4.2 million for the place in 2017. Sad Stella. Okay, moving on to our winner. Okay. Rachel, do you want to talk about our winner? I do. Okay. I heard, you and, I heard that you and Eric already like went in, went in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we had a deep dive on this one. Oh, did we? Okay. We did. Right. Uh, our winner is UK singing sensation Craig David. I remember him. He is walking away from his Miami party penthouse. Is that a song of his? Yes, it's one of the most famous ones. Okay, Walking wait. away? Do you remember Craig David, Natalie? I do. I had one of those now, that's what I call music <laughs> CDs. Of course you do. <laughs> and he was on it. Now that's um, what I call. That's what I call music, 25. <laughs> no, it was like eight or like seven. What song was on it from Craig David? I think it was Fill, Fill Me In. Okay, that's the one Eric immediately Can thought of. Yeah, that's, the one, that's the one I thought was like his biggest hit. I think that was that that was the crossover from. According to Spotify, his biggest hit is actually Seven Days. Do you know how that one goes? I don't know. Seven Days on Monday. Oh, what was it? On Tuesday, we were making love by Wednesday, right? And I think that's why you were confusing it with Brian McKnight, Monday. because Brian McKnight also has the one, the one song. One. It's yeah. another count. It's another counting one. Like yes. The, it's yeah. Days right, of the well, week, numbers. It's all very confusing. It's all yes. It's it's sequential. Okay, the sequential yeah. songs. Okay. So Craig David, who I also did not actually realize was British, is uh, selling his penthouse in Miami Beach for five point seven five million. Um, apparently, it's got a reputation as being a party spot for revelry. It's a penthouse at this place called the Mondrian, Miami, and the mm. I guess it has a, an immense like light system. Oh wow! It's there's pretty a recording wild. studio, and it's so they've got this. Uh, you know, you can have like a. I guess it's a place where you would gather either before you went out or after you went out and uh, hang out. Really, anytime. It's yeah, it's gorgeous. It's it's a and it has a wraparound. Uh, balcony or terrace that goes around the entire unit. Wow! Uh, so you you I don't think the interior of the space is that huge, mm. but the uh, exterior space is where the party's at. But it does, even though it, it isn't a huge spread, it does have a recording studio inside as well. Yeah, eighteen hundred square feet. Yeah. Okay, so it's not huge, but like for an apartment, that's that's. Oh yeah, no, it's, condo. it's it's and it's a it's a nice two bedroom. Mm-hmm, a penthouse unit at this place called Mondrian in South Beach. And Nat, you mentioned this part that at night special light effects run throughout the penthouse and yeah. giving the entire space a club vibe. Yes. It looks like a club straight up. I mean, yeah. it's very white interiors, like everything. It's it's just quintessential right. Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah, Miami. Yeah. But Craig David is our winner. He's our winner, and we 
as Eric and I were talking about it this morning and started Googling stuff, he came up, um, I guess he made an appearance on Love Island yeah. recently, <gasps> but I had to close out because I, I'm not caught up and Eric what? said it would spoil it for me. Wait, yeah. he wasn't a contestant. No, no, no. He came in. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, I, no, I, I, <laughs> no would, I can't imagine. I would couple up. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He's not He's not there as a contestant. He, the, he came in and they... Uh, had this, I think, in Love Island, Australia as well, where somebody came in and did like a DJ set and kind of took, oh. to elevate oh. the mood kind of thing. Has he been popular? Is he making a comeback? I Am think I? he's pretty popular in the UK. I, th- I think he is very popular in the UK, and I, he's out on tour right now. Or, you know, after this Love Island appearance, he's out on tour. All right. Well, um, he is the winner just because... I wanted to make him the winner, but also because he is selling this place for um, hopefully more than he bought it for. He bought it in 2009 for $4.68 million. And it's on the market for what, five? 5.75. Yeah. And so the, he stands to make a profit. Let's hope that Craig David gets his price of yes. $5.75 million. And um, with that, it is time to close up the pod. Thank you, Eric and Rachel, again, as always. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Uh, if you want to read any of the stories that we discussed today, you can go to realtor.com news. You can also go to Google, type in the topic and realtor.com, and it should pop up. Please rate and review our podcast as well. Uh, the more great reviews and ratings we have, the more the easier it is for people to find us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at House Party Pod and on Twitter at House Party Pod. Go join us there, give us a like and a follow, and we'll keep you up to date with everything we're talking about. Yeah, and also we have an email address if you want oh, to right. get in contact with us. Uh, you can email us at podcast at realtor.com. Check the inbox daily. So say hello and that's it for house party this week thanks for joining us we'll be back next week bye bye Bye.